Terry is going to come and speak to us now on the passage of Zacchaeus. So, uh, Terry, thank you. It's the morning when Terry Pipe comes kicking and screaming into the, into the digital age. I hope it works. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray now that you would just open our hearts to your word and open your word to our hearts. May we recognize in this scripture something about ourselves and about you. And Lord, through your word, help us to be better equipped to serve you, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'll just the reading from Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he took up the set and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. And so he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and, and began to mutter, He's gone to be a guest of a sinner but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord look Lord here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor and if I have cheated anybody out of anything I will pay back four times the amount and Jesus said to him today salvation has come to this house because of this man this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. On the 12th of February, 1809, in a one-room log cabin with a dirt floor on a farm in Kentucky, a baby was born. When he was nine years old, his mother died. He was a baby with real determination, a boy. Although he only had less than a year of formal education, he succeeded in becoming a lawyer. He then entered politics. He wanted to make a difference. And if he was going to have maximum impact, he believed that he had to achieve the highest position in the land, that of being the President of the United States. Being a man of perseverance and determination, he tried again and again. He failed again and again. He lost his job and failed in business. His fiancée died. He had a nervous breakdown. He was defeated for Illinois House Speaker. He was defeated for the nomination for Congress. He was defeated for Land Officer for Illinois. He was defeated for the U.S. Senate. He was defeated for the nomination of Vice President. But in 1860, 
he was elected president. Abraham Lincoln was probably the greatest of all the American presidents. He persevered and he was determined. He had a vision for what he wanted to do. His setbacks didn't deflect him from his goal. And in Luke 19 we see a determined little man, a pint-sized tax collector who had a goal to to catch a glimpse of the Lord Jesus. He was too small to look above the crowd. He could have He could have given up, but he didn't. He even did something very undignified for a chief tax collector. He shinned up a tree to get a better view of Jesus. Jericho was a busy place. It was one of the trade centres to Jerusalem, and it was a very wealthy town. It had a great palm forest and balsam groves which perfumed the 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 area for miles around. It was a worldwide trade centre. Her gardens of roses were known far and wide. It was the David Austin centre of the Middle East. And Josephus called it the divine region, the fattest in Palestine. All this combined to make her one of the greatest taxation centres in Palestine. And here we find in Jericho a man, Zacchaeus, He was a covetous man and he was determined to make money. He was rich. He loved money. He was lonely, I believe. And when he was younger, he made up his mind about one thing. He was going to make money and he was going to make a lot of money. He was not going to be poor. It didn't matter much what kind of business he entered. The thing was to make money. And the only way to do that in his mind was to be a tax collector. You had to have a tough skin to be a a tax collector in those days. He was hated. He was an outcast. He was scorned. He was extremely unpopular. Tax collectors were seen as the lowest form of life in Jewish society. And he was a chief tax collector. So what? The system by which he lived was wicked and detestable. Most were frauds and liars and robbers. He was on the bandwagon. And he wasn't concerned whether he crippled people or not. To cripple them under a load of debt. He was there to make big bucks and to exploit people. And we see this terrible exploitation of people today in our own land. You see, it's all to do with avarice and greed. When the Christian ethic goes out of the window, when people lose that sense of vocation in their work, work becomes a job. Then care for people and being sensitive to their needs goes out of the window. 
Remember in the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector, what the, what the Pharisee said, he prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers and evildoers and, and adulterers, and even like this tax collector. You see, tax collectors didn't have their reputation for nothing. They were unscrupulous. They charged much more than they were entitled to. They used the Roman army to enforce his will. They sent, to the, they sent in the heavies and there was no court of appeal if you felt you had had done by. Zacchaeus was a hard, hard businessman. Otherwise he wouldn't have been chief tax collector and very rich. He was ruthless. For a Jew to be a tax collector meant in addition to all this he was a traitor to his nation a tool of the Roman oppressor, an outcast of society. No money from a tax collector was allowed to be put into the, to, to, the, uh, to the poor box in the synagogue. In spite of all this, Zacchaeus was head of his department. He climbed to the top of the tree of his profession, but he was good at climbing trees. The Roman Senate gave this job to the man who guaranteed them to make the most, uh, the largest amount of, of money for the Roman uh, government. Anything he got beyond this, he was at liberty to keep for himself. The tax collector stopped at nothing to demand payment. He was determined to make money and he succeeded. He loved money and he loved to make a lot of it. He was rich. Oh, false statements, false demands, false accounts were amongst his very shady methods and practices. He was greedy and he exploited people. A company I worked for in the early 60s as a quantity surveyor, I found out they were involved in some sharp practice. The two directors were, uh, would, would work on a site and steal materials from other jobs. And they became millionaires within a short period of time. One of them bought a, a 20 bedroomed house in the north of England. And I left this place because I couldn't work with the way, I couldn't work the way they worked. The last I heard, he was, the, one of the directors was in bed at 8.30 every night. The building very secure, he was afraid of his only son being kidnapped for a ransom. With all his wealth, he had no peace. And I don't think that Zacchaeus deep down was a very happy bunny. In Korea there was a young businessman, he saw the taxman and, uh, to sort out his taxes and the taxman said, I can save you 50%. And we can share uh, that 50%. And the, and the businessman said, he was a young guy, he said, I'm a Christian. I don't work like that. And the taxman said, he hadn't come across this kind of thing before in all his uh, working life. He was flabbergasted. But besides being a covetous man, Zacchaeus was a curious man and he was determined to see Jesus. 
with all his wealth, there was something missing in his life. Had he heard of this Jesus who welcomes sinners and tax collectors? He was not only determined, he was resourceful. He was a small man and no doubt would be allowed to, would be elbowed in the crowd. He'd be probably kicked by somebody. Um, but he wouldn't have a clue who it was that was kicking him. So he could have finished up black and blue and they would have taken joy in preventing him from being on the front row of the, uh, of the crowd. He certainly wouldn't get a front seat. I remember going to watch rugby league with my dad in the 40s and 50s and, uh, and not seeing a thing because of a crowd. There were no seats in those days. Everybody stood and I was only small and, and my dad used to put me on his shoulder so I could see something of the game and then when he got tired he would he would put me down and then he put me on his shoulders again and when he got tired again he would start passing me down the crowd, the head of the crowd onto the, onto the, the wall around the, around the pitch and, and when you got there to the wall someone would say are they from St. Helens? and you'd say yes if he said no they'd probably pass you back <laughs> for Zacchaeus this was an opportunity not to be missed he had to outwit the people to get a good view so what he did he climbed this sycamore tree this fig mulberry it had a short trunk and low wide spreading branches and was planted to give shade but was it only curiosity that drove Zacchaeus into that tree had he heard people talking about the wonderful things that Jesus was doing it was in this city that blind Bartimaeus had been healed Maybe he'd heard of Matthew, the fellow tax collector, becoming a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Had he heard and been convicted of wrong things that he'd heard from Jesus. Anyway, that day when he met Jesus, more than curiosity was satisfied. Conscience was awakened. Dr. Watkinson, in his writing, used an illustration in the far north, the mercury in the thermometer freezes and, of course, ceases to register. For months or even years, the instrument will remain useless. But the, let the temperature rise and the mercury at once becomes thawed and starts acting again. And that morning in Zacchaeus, the moral mercury was frozen. It had been for years, but no sooner did he stand in the warm glow of the presence of the Lord Jesus than the moral mercury started to thaw. Conscience acted and conscience was awakened. And Zacchaeus was convicted of his sin. No sooner had this procession with Jesus at its centre come to the spot underneath the tree then Zacchaeus was challenged. He wanted to see Jesus, but he never imagined that Jesus would want to see him. You see, Jesus knows. He knows our hearts. He knows all about us. We can't hide anything from him. He knows our hearts. Zacchaeus, for all his fault, was not despised by the Lord Jesus Christ. 
the Savior noticed him and challenged him to come down and let him come to his home and to stay the night. The Lord Jesus wants to be the very much a part of our lives and our homes. He wants to bring something special. He challenges us today as he challenged Zacchaeus. Will we make haste without delay and receive him as our Lord and Saviour, Master and Friend? That's how Zacchaeus answered the challenge. You see, Jesus came to save, to seek and to save the lost. Not a word did Jesus said about the past, but instantly Zacchaeus felt and knew that he was wrong and that there and then he must get right with God. Jesus knew what Zacchaeus was longing for, for we see Jesus' mission in verse 10. Zacchaeus was lost and needed saving. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in. You see, Zacchaeus was a covetous man, but he was a changed man. And he was determined to make amends. This encounter with Jesus changed his life. Half my goods I give to the poor, and if I have wronged anyone and taken them for a ride and exploited them, I'll restore it fourfold. This is what I intend to do. What a change. Zacchaeus went went way beyond restitution ordered in the Old Testament. He was determined to do far more than the law required. He would repay those he had swindled with 300% interest and half his property will go to the poor. You see, his meeting with Jesus had turned his life around. He was a changed man. And this is the result of true repentance. The people must have been amazed to receive sums of money and uh, with kind and apologetic messages from Zacchaeus. Some would have had a windfall. And I'm sure his changed life would have had an impact on other people. What about our lives? Can people see the difference that Jesus has made in your life and mine? We live in a hurting world that needs the transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ to touch the lives of people today. You see, when you're lost, you're in the wrong place. He had to be found and brought back into the family of God. And as we let Jesus into our hearts and lives and trust and obey him, he will change and he'll transform us. Zacchaeus that day became a new creation. Paul says here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. This small man grew into a giant of a man because he responded to the Lord Jesus. He ceased looking at people to be used and exploited. He became a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And isn't this the change? 
we want to see in our land today. It will only come through lives changed and transformed by the Lord Jesus. Zacchaeus means righteous one. And this is what he became. There was integrity instead of self-righteousness and self-interest. Clement of Alexandria stated that Zacchaeus became the bishop of Caesarea. I remember John Snow on Channel 4 saying that his, his father was once Bishop of Whitby and he was so tall, he was eight foot tall with his mitre. Probably Zacchaeus stood five foot tall in his mitre. But he became a spiritual giant. Some years ago I was doing a family service and, uh, for, for children and uh, and the other day I was fiddling around on my computer and uh, came, that's all I do on my computer, to fiddle around. And, and I thought of Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. What would Willy Wonka think of Zacchaeus? Well, he was rich, you see, he lived in Quality Street. And like you and me, he had his moments. But one day he met the good news in Jesus. And we see the contrast in his life. That change that took place. You see, Jesus made his weekend and much more. And Zacchaeus came up smelling of roses. Zacchaeus, when you think about Zacchaeus and you're having your next chocolate, think about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a covetous man determined to make money. Zacchaeus was a curious man determined to see Jesus. He saw Jesus and he met with him and became a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus repented of his sins. And Zacchaeus was a changed man determined to make amends and started that wonderful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you know this Jesus? Do you have that relationship that Zacchaeus had with Jesus? Have you repented of your sins and taken Jesus as Saviour and Lord and Master?